0: Eight 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 eight, three five two four one four. This is learning with Leslie. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. (laughs) I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time, and as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 290, we're going to be talking about... How to create your editorial calendar for 2017. Yes, an editorial calendar. Now you may be thinking to yourself, self. What is Leslie talking about? I'm not a huge publication or magazine. Why should I create an editorial calendar? Or what even is an editorial calendar? Well, if that's the case, you're about to learn all about it and discover why creating an editorial calendar for 2017 can be the difference between success and failure for your blog this year. I'm going to share with you why you should use it, how to do the research, how to create it, and all of that good stuff. And I'm also going to give you a free editorial calendar spreadsheet. That and much more is what we're going to be talking about today. Man, oh man, oh man. It seems as if it's been years since we last talked. Now, I, I don't know about you, but you know what? I've missed you. I've missed you, and if you you've been listening to this podcast, you're probably wondering what in the world happened, Leslie, It's been a few weeks. I haven't heard anything from you. Uh, let me let me explain what happened so that you can understand what's going on and then we're gonna get into this content. so uh, let's let's do a little bit of story time. so. Every Christmas, my wife and I, my family and I, we go either to St. Martin, when I, where I'm from, or the Bahamas, where she's from, and we spend about a month there. So we went to St. Martin this time, and it was awesome. It's great to escape from the, the freezing Michigan weather And to escape into the warm Caribbean sun and to swim in the seas and eat the food and and see people that you haven't seen in a while and all that good stuff. So it was awesome except for two things. Thing number one (laughs) is that the power kept going out. So that was thing number one. And, you know, I'd be in the middle of doing something and then power would be gone. And, of course, if the power is gone, the Internet is gone and all that good stuff. But then the Internet would go out because, okay, this is going to sound like I'm making this up. And if you're following me on Facebook, you probably already know this. But a week into my trip in St. Martin a submarine hit into a major cable and damaged the cable and knocked out the internet on the island for all of the people that was using that that particular service. So I was without internet for a while, then it came back. For an, it, it was just messy. This was the worst traveling experience when it comes to the internet and running my online business. However, it did something. It actually... For the first time in a long time, it it I got so frustrated with trying to get stuff done that I said, "You know what? Forget about it. I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to chill. I'm going to relax." So I actually did that. Can you imagine doing that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been I've been doing this grind for so long it seems now that At a certain point, I just decided, you know what? I'm going to take that break, and it's going to be okay. So I apologize for not speaking to you for a while, (laughs) for being silent for a while. That is what was going on, Um, and I hope that you forgive me, and I hope that we can move on together into 2017 because I got some big plans for 2017. I got some big plans for us in 2017. We're going to have a good time. Anyhow, that's why I've been missing. I apologize for that. Please accept my apology, and let's get into today's content. So we're talking all about an editorial calendar. Now, why are we even talking about this? Let me tell you another little story, and this one is actually going to be related to the content. (laughs) You know, when I started my biology blog in 2010, that biology blog grew relatively quickly. It actually grew much quicker than anything else that I've done uh, to date. Now, if you, you don't know my backstory, just really quickly... I started a biology blog uh, because I was a, a teacher at a high school, wanted to be a university professor, didn't have a PhD, so I decided I'm going to blog about what I want to teach, that, which is university-level biology, and that, op- that blog went very well. It opened up a lot of doors. I became a university professor and ultimately left that job to do this blogging thing full-time. Now, this blog was relatively successful in a relatively short period of time. Um, the first month, I got about four hundred people. Then eight hundred, and next, and then twelve hundred, and then two thousand, and then you know, in recent months, I've gotten about a hundred and a th- hundred thousand uh, unique visitors to the blog in a month. Now, one of the reasons, as I look back at that blog and I analyze why it was successful. Well, first of all, it was an educational blog. Um, I was teaching something to, to students that were struggling in topics like physiology and neuroscience and anatomy and those types of things, and I was solving a specific pain. But there was another thing that I I, I kind of stumbled into, not with a, you know this grand master plan of making that a reality, but when I look back, I can see that that played a huge role in it. And that was the fact that there was a logical sequence to my content. What do I mean? When I started that blog, what I basically did was I went to one of my, uh, one of the classes that I took, a physiology class, and I looked at my notes. And my notes followed a specific syllabus. And that syllabus had been thought out in advance by the professor and refined and all that good stuff. And it was done. I created the content in such a way that when you finished this piece of content, there was a next logical uh, uh, a, there was a next logical step. You know, so first I started with an introduction to a, the nervous system, and then I spoke about what a neuron is, and then the next one was about the parts of a neuron, and then I went into the function of a neuron, and there was a sequence that just made sense. And what that does is if you're a visitor and you consume the first piece of content and you see that the next one just makes sense, you're going to be more likely to go to that next piece of content and the next. And then it increases your page views. It increases the time that people spend on your site. It increases the likelihood that they're going to opt into your newsletter and and purchase your products and all of that good stuff. So I started to think, what if I were to apply that same concept to my blog? Okay, no, it's it doesn't there's no syllabus or anything. There's not a class that I went through. But what if I were to apply that same concept to what I am doing with my blog? You know, just recently, just last week, in my Become a Blogger Coaching Club, we had a a, a coaching call and one of the members Um, is starting a computer science blog. His name is Colin, and he's starting a a, a computer science blog, and he's a computer science teacher. And one of the things that I told him is that he is in a very unique position because he already has an outline for the content that he needs to cover. So that is why I started thinking about applying this to my blog because creating that outline can have so many benefits. Now, let's answer the question, what even is an editorial calendar? Because up to now, I haven't really said what it is. So an editorial calendar is basically you create a calendar where you map out, you plan out all of the content that you're going to be creating for a predefined period of time. So for example, you have a calendar of 2017 and you map out on that calendar the blog topics, the blog posts that you're going to be creating. Whether it's your articles, your videos, your your um, uh, uh, podcast episodes, you can even go as as far as putting your social media updates because that's you know content that you're creating. Uh, and this can be something as simple as you know, I take out a, a, a sheet of paper and I start writing down a bunch of blog post titles and the dates that these blog posts will be published on and, and that can be an editorial calendar or you can go all fancy and complex and create, a, you know, a spreadsheet where you map out all your content, you can plan everything out and you have the calendar where you can put the titles in the, uh, on the specific dates and all that good stuff. Now, Here's the bright here's the, here's the good news for you I actually already went and created a 2017 blog editorial calendar spreadsheet Woo-hoo! isn't that exciting i I spent man I it, it took me about... Uh, a month and a half, a few weeks at, at at least, to create this spreadsheet and refine it and refine it and all that good stuff. And I want to make it available to you for free. This is episode two hundred and ninety. Go to becomeablogger.com dot com slash two nine zero. becomeablogger.com dot com slash two nine zero or becomeablogger.com dot com slash calendar and you're going to get access to that spreadsheet 100% free of charge. Um, And it kind of walks you through the steps that I am going to take you through in this episode. All right, so that's what an editorial calendar is. I highly recommend for you to create one. But you might be asking yourself, why should I create it? Now, I already kind of illustrated some of that with the story that I spoke about, but there there are three main reasons why I think if you're a blogger in 2017, you should create an editorial calendar. Reason number one has to do with a quote that, that I absolutely just love. And it's, it, is, it says, a goal without a plan is just a wish. And this was um, written by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. He's a French writer. I don't know anything about him, but I found a quote online and I like it. Um, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Now, let me ask you this question. Would you would you go about, would you try to build a house without a blueprint, without some kind of a plan? Now, if your answer is yes, you got some problems. <laughs> I know I wouldn't try to build a house without a blueprint. Um, but here's the thing. That's what so many of us bloggers do. And and when I say so many of us, I'm including myself in that. Um, because here's the thing. If you're just creating content because you think, okay, I need something for next week. I'm going to go ahead and create that content. And you just kind of throw stuff out there. You're not really, you don't really have a plan. You don't have a blueprint. And you know what? If you are in this thing for real, you're building a business. And to build a business you're gonna need to have some goals. And to accomplish those goals, you're gonna need to have a plan. So, I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a goal of launching a product on March 1, and this product is gonna teach people how to clean their houses. I don't know, maybe you're in the house cleaning, uh, house organization uh, niche for some reason. Um, What... If you, you, I'm stumbling over my words, but this this is basically what I'm saying. If your goal is to launch that product, you're going to have to create the right kind of content at the right time to prepare your audience for buying this product. You want to prime the pump, essentially. Rather than randomly creating content You want to create content in a strategic way, and that is what an editorial calendar will allow you to do. So that's number one. It helps you to accomplish your business goals because a goal without a plan is just a wish. Create a plan, accomplish that goal. Let's do it. Number two, a plan gives you a structure to work within. Now, (laughs) I know what some of you are thinking. You, you, you may be, you know, you, you're a rebel blogger. You don't want any structure. Structures for those people, you know, that work a nine to five and and all that good stuff, right? Well, wrong. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I I think is a a, a, a huge misconception among creative people is that Structure limits creativity. You know, I play the piano, and I'm very creative in my piano playing. When I took lessons, uh, when I was 12 years old, at, uh, after about a year, I begged my parents to, to, to allow me to stop taking lessons, And the reason was the lessons were very structured. They had certain songs that you had to play in a very specific way, and I just wanted to be creative. I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. And you know what? I learned to play the piano very well. I can listen to a song and then play it. But there's so much that I lack in terms of understanding the structure of of music and 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 how to read music and how how the different you know someone will ask me hey um what did you just do and my answer is you know what? I don't know <laughs> because I really don't know the, the misconception is that structure limits creativity. I will tell you now that I wish I had a better understanding of the music theory. I wish I went through the structure that I should have when I was younger because I would be so much better of a musician today. So when you do it well, structure can give you a platform on which your creativity can actually flourish. It doesn't have to hold you back, and it doesn't mean that you can't ever go outside that structure. It just means that this structure allows you to organize your ideas in ways that can lead to creativity. So, a plan gives you a structure to work within. That's reason number two, and reason number three, you save time and energy when it comes to you know coming up with ideas. You know, I don't know if you've ever found yourself in this kind of a situation. You have a blog post that needs to go live tomorrow, and you're frantically trying to figure out, oh, man, what should I write something about? And then you spend a lot of time and energy trying to come up with something creative, and you finally come up with something. You rush to get it done, and you throw it out there. And in my case, in the past, this has happened a lot. I'd call up a friend. I'm like, dude, I'm out of ideas. Can you help me out? And we'd brainstorm and eventually come up with something just avoid that. Instead of doing that, just spend some time, some concentrated time creating a great editorial calendar and then use all of your energy to actually create the content because the content is what matters. It is what will move the needle. It's what will get people to do what you want them to do. All right, so I hope I've persuaded you uh, of the value of creating an editorial calendar. Number one, it helps you accomplish your business goals. Number two, uh, it gives you a structure to work within. And number three, it helps you to save time and energy when it comes to coming up with ideas. All right, I've convinced you. I, I'm, I'm just trusting that you are convinced. What do you do before you even start creating that editorial calendar? I am so glad you asked. The first thing you want to do is a little bit of research because here's the thing. You're creating content. The content that you're creating is for your audience. The best type of content to create is the content that they are looking for, the content that they want from you. And how do you figure that out? There are three ways. I'm going to give you three ways um, and one of them is applicable whether you have an audience or not. So way number one, ask your audience. (laughs) I mean, that's one of the best ways to know what they want, by simply asking them. I know it seems simple, and yes, it is, but it's also extremely powerful. You know, I've been married now for 10 years, and I still cannot fully read my wife's mind. And I've made some progress. <laughs> I'm, I'm better than I've used to, I used to be. But one of the best ways for me to know what she's thinking about is by simply asking them asking her, not them. I only have one wife. Only one wife. Don't don't get any ideas. One wife, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the same thing with your audience. We're not just only having one wife, but the same thing. If you want to know what they want, ask them. So You can create a survey. You can post it on your blog. You can send it to your email list. You can share it on social media. You want to find out what they want. Now, How do you do that in the survey? There are a number of different strategies for creating a survey, but there's one I want to point out. The the most important question you can ask in the survey should go something like this. I love this question. I got this question from Michael Stelzner um, uh, from Social Media Examiner in a survey that we created there. And the question is this. If you could wave a magic wand and have one problem solved with your dot, 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 your insert your niche topic there, what problem would you solve? Now, you don't have to use that exact wording, but what this does is it helps you to get to the heart of the matter. It helps you to understand what your audience is struggling with. And then, if you know what they're struggling with, you can come on in there. You can step in like Superman and save the day. And everybody loves Superman, right? You know? Most people? Everybody wants to buy from Superman, maybe? I don't know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, ask your audience. You could do this by surveying. You could do it by just sending them an email. You can just ask questions on your your social media channels and all that good stuff. Ask your audience. Number two, you know, Google Analytics is a very powerful tool. And I want to encourage you to dig into Google Analytics because here's what it does. It allows you to... To spy on your audience, you know? People are concerned about the NSA. You can do all the spying you want <laughs> just by looking at Google Analytics. And the three things you want to find out in Google Analytics are, you know, what pages or posts are people visiting the most or what's getting the most traffic, what are people searching for to get to your site what are people searching for once they're once they're on your site those are details that you can pull from inside Google Analytics and by going in there you can get ideas of what's already work from what's already working you know what are people searching for and getting to your site what are people visiting what are people all all that good stuff now you may be asking how in the world do you do that well i'll tell you In Google Analytics, this is going to get a little technical, just for a a second. Uh, The first thing you want to do is go to Behavior, and then Site Content, and All Pages. In other words, you want to go to see the content of your site and how many visits they're getting. Now, this is something that I did, and i and I was able to see, you know people, um the top article was creating a how to create a vlog with your smartphone, my Snapchat tutorials, how to create and sell an ebook, um how to use Facebook Live for bloggers, um, and, and some interviews that I did, how how to choose a payment processor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So going into Google Analytics, you can see what pages people are visiting and check out the most popular pages and that gives you an idea of what people are resonating, what wh- resonating with, what content on your site do people love. Then, you want to go uh, to see what people are searching for now to get to your site. And you can do that by going to Acquisition, Search Console, and then Queries, Acquisition, search console, and then queries. Now, I'm not going to do a, a very extensive Google Analytics tutorial, but you can do some search, uh, searches on YouTube to see how to find what people are searching for to get to your site in Google Analytics. You can see how, how, um, uh, 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 what people are searching for on your site and, f- and, and find out how to do that. So that you can, the, 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 the idea here is just to get ideas, for what people are, are, what's working well when it comes to your audience. So dig into Google Analytics uh, and, and find some of that data. Lastly, and this one is gonna work whether you have an audience or not, you can scout through social media. Now, a great way to come up with blog topic ideas is by looking at questions that people are asking on social media. Now, uh, th- this is something that you can do by like, joining Facebook groups that are relevant to your niche, um, doing Twitter searches, just to see what's being discussed just to see what topics come up over and over. And if you don't have the audience, you can look at other groups and other social media profiles and and see what, what topics are being covered. Go wherever your audience is and see what they're talking about. And this can help prime the pump, help you come up with some ideas for content that you want to cover. Okay, so that's the research. We're halfway there. Let's now talk about how to actually create the editorial calendar. Now, this is going to be a relatively simple process. Once you've done your research, uh, putting it together is not very complicated. Once again, I have a spreadsheet that you can download. Go to becomeablogger.com slash 290, um, and I will link to it from there. It's free of charge. You only have to pay me your attention, (laughs) but you don't have to pay me one cent and you can get access to it. Um, So once you've downloaded that, or even if you don't download it, uh, you'll find that creating an editorial calendar is not very complicated. It can take some time, but if if you spend some focused time, you can really just knock it all out in one afternoon and have your entire quarter planned or your entire year planned. Who knows? All right, so... I'm gonna walk you through three steps, three very simple steps for creating your editorial calendar, going with the concept of keeping things connected, you know, like how I spoke about with my biology blog, you finish this piece of content, you go on to the next because it just makes sense, and and you just kinda get wrapped up and tangled up in this awesome content, Um, your visitors get wrapped up and tangled up in the awesome content that you've created for them. So, let's go through the three steps. Step number one. I I, I almost said step number ones. (laughs) I'm not sure why. Anyhow, step number one, plan your themes. Plan your themes. So, when I decided to uh, create an editorial calendar for 2017, I knew I didn't just want to come up with a bunch of random topics. I wanted it to to be connected. I wanted there to be a logical flow. So if someone listens to this episode, the next episode should be the next logical step. And the, the one after that is the next logical step. So when you create your editorial calendar, I'm going to encourage you to come up with a theme for the year. Once you've come up with a theme for the year, Come up with themes for the quarters. So you have four quarters in a year. Come up with four themes for the four quarters. And then within each quarter, come up with themes for the individual month, for each month. So for example, my focus for 2017 is increasing sales. Yes, increasing sales. Increasing my sales, but not just my sales. Helping you increase your sales, all right? So that is my overall theme for the year, but then I break it down in individual months, so the fir- I mean quarters, the first quarter is gonna be about building a strong foundation, the, f- the blogging foundations. And then the second quarter is blog promotion. And the third quarter is blog monetization. And the fourth quarter is blog business. These are my themes for the quarters. And then I can go into each quarter and break it down even further. So for example, on blogging foundations, I could break it down into the blog structure, which is, you know, this is the first month, and look at what I'm talking about, the editorial calendar that fits into the structure of your blog. Th- month two, we're going to be talking about search engine optimization, and month three is about building your email list. Those are my themes for the month, which fit into the, 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 the quarter where I'm focusing on blogging foundations which which fits into the entire year where I'm talking about increasing sales because to increase sales, you gotta have the right foundation, all right? So step number one is to plan your themes. If you download the spreadsheet, you're gonna see on the first sheet, it has you plan your themes. What are you gonna focus on? And there's a video to show you exactly how to go through that process using the spreadsheet. All right. So once you do that, it's actually gonna make the next step a bit easier because now you have context. So step number two is to brainstorm blog post ideas, blog post titles specifically that fit within those themes. Okay. So what are some blog post titles? that fits within those themes. And you, you just brainstorm them. Don't don't spend a whole lot of time trying to decide if this is a good title or not. Just anything that comes to mind, throw it out there. Put it on your spreadsheet, put it on your list, or whatever you're using for your editorial calendar. We're just in step number two. Um, you can use the ideas that you got from surveying your audience, um, from checking Google Analytics, from, from looking on social media, uh, to come up with these titles and then arrange those titles in an order that just seems to make sense. Try to have that logical flow. Remember, like I said, first I started with an introduction to the nervous system, and then I spoke about what a neuron is, and then I spoke about the parts of a neuron, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Try as much as possible to to arrange them in an order that makes sense. Now, I am very much aware of the fact that this may this 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 concept that I'm spot, uh, talking about may not work for every single blog but I think it can work for most so try to come up with something that makes sense for you okay so that's step number 2 brainstorm blog post titles that fit within those Theme. So, for example, um, uh, let's choose one here. When I have for the SEO, the month that I'm focusing on search engine optimization, I have titles like How to Optimize Your Blog for Search Engines in 2017. I have a title like Google AMP, How to Optimize Your Blog for Mobile Search. So, not just are you optimizing your blog, generally speaking for search engines, let's go one level deeper and talk specifically about mobile search. You see how I did that? It's a logical flow there. And it makes sense if you just finished listening to the first podcast episode, go on to the next. Make sense? Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) All right. That is step number two. Step number one was plan your themes. Step number two, brainstorm blog post titles that fit within those themes, and part B of that is, arrange them in an order that makes sense. Maybe I should have made that step number three. But anyhow, that is step number two, B. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to step number three. Step number three is, fill out the calendar. One month at a time. at a time. So this is really what it comes down to. Now you're taking those blog post ideas and you're actually giving them dates you are uh, you're basically committing to say you know what on 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 let me look up, let me go to my next spreadsheet here on, uh where am i oh i don't, I don't have the right one open but you can say basically on february 2nd on on, on thursday february 2nd i'm going to be talking about such and such on uh, on wednesday february 8th I'm going to be talking about such and such. Now, when you're doing this, uh, you want to make sure to pay attention to any holidays. And that if, since you're dealing with a calendar, hopefully you're dealing with a calendar that has the holidays uh, highlighted on there in the spreadsheet. I do have that available. And you know you can, for example, think about the holidays and how it would affect your niche. Now, all holidays may not be relevant to your niche, but... I'll give you an example. If Valentine's Day is around the corner, my blog post might cover something like 10 ways to show your blog readers that you love them. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. I don't, I think I'm gonna add that. Yeah, let me add that to my editorial calendar. That's. I'm about to revise this junk, man. That's awesome. Anyhow, you get the point. Pay attention to the holidays and see how that affects your calendar, plan strategically, think about what you have coming up, whether you're doing any major launches or anything of that sort, and start plugging in those dates. This is where you're going to start making sense of things like you have a launch coming up in March and it's going to be launching a specific product. Your content should be related to that. It should set your audience up for the product that you're going to be promoting. It just makes sense. All right, it just makes sense? It just makes sense. <laughs> all right, let me give you a few other things to keep in mind. Really, they're just are just two things. Thing number one, if there's a flow to your content, link them to each other strategically. Now, we've been talking about this all along because it's a logical flow, but here's the thing. You want to make that logical flow as obvious as possible. You don't want to make the person have to guess that there is a logical flow. You can include that. You can include a link to the next content, the next piece of content. Some blog themes do this automatically, but you may choose to make it even more obvious. You may have an image that indicates that there is a next step, and click here to read that next step. It's on this particular topic. This is going to encourage your readers, your listeners, your viewers to stay around longer. And like I said before, if they stay around for a longer time and consume your content and get value in your content, they're going to be more likely to subscribe to your email list and even more likely to buy your product. And yes, that's a good thing. This is what we want. (laughs) Anyhow, that's the first one. Let me give you the last thing to think about. It's okay to th- to to change things up a little bit. Now, you know, we're we're talking here about structure and creating a, an editorial calendar so that you have a structure within which you can be creative and all that good stuff. But, you know what? We're bloggers, we're rebels somewhat. <laughs> Just kidding, not really. Um <laughs> anyhow, it's okay to kind of go off course a little bit because you had a burst of inspiration, it's important to allow for your creative juices to flow when they flow if you feel led in a specific direction for a specific blog post. you know explore that because you know what you know i'm I'm building a blog, I'm building a business, but I'm having fun. I think it's important to have fun, and sometimes that fun can come in spontaneous ways. And that is all good. I think that's fun. Don't you think that's fun? I think so too. Anyhow, that's pretty much it. If you if you are ready to create an awesome editorial calendar for 2017, I would encourage you to go to becomeablogger.com slash 290 and get my Editorial Calendar Spreadsheet. It'll be linked to from right there. And you can check it out. Took me a while to create, but I'm so glad to share it with you. Becomeablogger.com slash 2 9 I'm going to end on a question. Actually, I got two questions. Uh, let's see. Question number one. Do you use an editorial calendar? I'm curious. Is this something that you've been doing for a while or anything of that sort? Let me know. And if not, will you start? BecomeAblogger.com slash 290. Well, that was it. Episode 290. I hope you got some value from it. I, man, I know you got value from it. Don't front. <laughs> it was, I think, you know, this concept of an editorial calendar is something that I think can really transform what you're doing and I plan on taking it more seriously. One simple call to action for you today. I really want to start connecting with you at a deeper level. And to do that, I need something from you. You heard me share um, uh, all this stuff about editorial calendar and you heard me ask some questions at the end. Do you use an editorial calendar? If not, will you start? For any relationship to work, it has to be a two-way street. So I would love for you to go to becomeablogger.com slash 290 and share your answers to the questions that I asked there. Yeah. Becomeablogger.com slash 290. And you know what? I'm going to come in there and I'm going to engage with you. I'm going to interact with you because that's what we do. You speak to me, I speak to you. That's how this goes. This is not a one-way podcast. This is a two-way conversation. And I love it. That's pretty much it for now. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com. We're changing the world. Got to clear my throat. One blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. Three, five, two, four, one, four